It's always a pleasure to have Alan Cross from the Ongoing History of New Music in a Journal of Musical Things on the program. Alan, welcome to the show. Good to have you on again. Well, thank you for having me. L- listen, the reason I wanted to have you on was uh, something you posted on a Journal of Musical Things. But before I get to it, I once had a friend who said, I would rather lose everything in a fire than lose everything in a flood. Because... When you lose it in a fire, you can't see that it's gone. And that seems to bring us to this uh, subject uh, that was exposed in the the New York Times on Tuesday. They uh, investigated a fire on Universal Studios lots that happened 11 years ago and found that uh, this has a detrimental effect on the music industry. Do tell. Okay, so this is a long story by the New York Times magazine. The physical version will come out this weekend. Uh, what happened was, in 2008, some workers were doing some maintenance on some buildings at Universal Studios Hollywood. There was a big fire, and it took a long time to get under control. And when it was finally put out, we were told that two things were destroyed. The King Kong exhibit and a vault with some you know film stuff in it that nobody really cared about. And that was about it. Fast forward to this article from the New York Times Magazine, and it turns out that what had happened is that the fire was spreading so fast that they had to break down a building that included a vault in which were all the master tapes, all these master tapes from these many, 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 many recordings that uh, also went up in flames. Like back to the 1920s, right? Uh, at least to the, to the 30s. Wow. I mean, there's stuff here from Louis Armstrong and Billie Holiday. Cab and, Call- Calloway. Cab Calloway, yeah. I have a partial list. Let me just go through a partial list yeah. of some of the songs or some of the, the artists affected by this. Aerosmith, Aretha Franklin, Beck, Benny Goodman, Bill Haley in the Comets, Buddy Holly, Chuck Berry, The Eagles and Don Henley, Elton John, Eminem, Eric Clapton, Fats Domino, Hole, Iggy Pop, Joni Mitchell, Louis Armstrong, Leonard Skinner, Nine Inch Nails, Nirvana, No Doubt, The Police, R.A.M., Ray Charles, Snoop Dogg, Soundgarden, Steely Dan, Tom Petty, and Tupac. It would be easier to read a list of who didn't have master session tapes in the vault. Well, Universal Music is the biggest recording uh, the biggest major label in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these, again, these are master tapes that they were, they had in a secure climate controlled vault that, and, and you have to understand what these master tapes are. All subsequent qu- copies of this music is taken from these masters. So if you want to have a reissue, mm-hmm. if you want to have uh, a, a you know new run of CDs, a new run of digital files, uh, a new run of vinyl has to come from these master tapes. Does it mean where some of us might be sitting on collector's editions now? Mm, well, what it does mean is that if there's ever another situation where new technology would en- enable somebody to go back to those tapes and make them sound better, that's not going to happen anymore because now, those tapes don't exist. These are master recordings of the actual album, or would it be the re- the, the recordings of the session as well? Because that Both. is another, yeah, that's Both. huge. So so the, the master recordings is, is the final two-track recording, the final product of the recording uh, session. Mm-hmm. Again, that's what you use as your master to copy CDs, digital tracks, and vinyl. Then there were all the multi-track tapes which are the unmixed version. So these may be one-inch, two-inch tape that have all the individual um, uh, parts of the songs and different tracks. Right. And that's what you would go back to if you wanted to do a remix. Like the isolated vocals that we all love hearing online. That's where they would have come from. Wow. 
Uh, so again, this is with remixes. This is with, uh, you know, going back and cleaning up old recordings for re-release. It, it, so this was a very, very important archive of recorded music. And if it, you know, we're talking about 500,000 songs, at least 500,000 songs. And what's fascinating is that we're just finding out about this now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 11 years later. And a lot of the artists are going, uh, what? Huh? But wait, wait, my stuff is gone and there's a lawsuit. So we're going to get deeper and deeper into this. If you, you know, the New York Times Magazine story is online right now. But again, if you buy the Sunday Times like I do, uh, you can flip through it this weekend. And whoa, wow. Alan, has this changed how masters are stored? Uh, well, I don't know. Wow. This is, this is a lot of a big, question marks then. Well, yeah, it's been a big cover up. Uh, Universal says, well, you know, there were some losses, but it's not what the New York Times is reporting. Okay, so so what 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 were the losses? And we haven't heard anything yet. What I find so devastating about this is, okay, you know, some of the master tapes may be gone, uh, but you know they're going to be in other formats out there somewhere. At least you'll have uh, a record of the art. But when you talk about the master recording session tapes being gone, that's that's history being made wiped out like that. Unless unless there were some digital backups at some point, but. Uh, there were so many records there. I doubt that that has happened. Um, Eminem apparently escaped complete devastation because some of his stuff had been just recently backed up digitally. But for, again, if you have a multi-track recording that goes back to 1966, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and who knows what's in there? I mean, we just talked about the big names. What else was in there? Artists that we, we haven't talked about yet. Right, and when, and when you're talking about an artist like uh, Bo Diddley, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, it, we're talking about estates now. They're probably not going to be going, hey, we, can we get a digital copy of our masters? Yeah, They're what, not going to be as, as invested as the actual artist would be. Yeah, but for the most part, record labels own the masters, not the uh, the artists. Okay. Uh, so these were, in fact, the property of, of Universal Music and its subsidiary labels, not the artists themselves. However... When you sign a contract with a record label, you um, you sign away the rights to the masters in most cases, and uh, you entrust the label to save that stuff. Wouldn't it be? Why would they cover it up? I mean, wouldn't it be more advantageous to the value of whatever they have at Universal to say, "Oh, this is gone"? Well, you would think that there would be a huge insurance claim, right? Yeah. Um, haven't heard anything about that. But the, you see, these sort of things have happened a lot over the years. You, you know. Um, there was a case of the Who. They had uh, a whole bunch of session tapes that were th- either thrown out because they had no room to store them, mm-hmm. or they were recorded over because recording magnetic recording tape was very expensive and you couldn't afford to let anything go to waste. So and th- there were. There's another story about how you know the metal reels that mm-hmm. uh, this tape they, they were cut up for scrap. So it's not like. Record labels have always taken great care of their archives, and recording studios haven't taken great care of their archives. But again, this you look at this, and you think, oh, my God. Uh, and why weren't the artists informed? Yeah. See, uh, you know, Hole, for example, Courtney Love has, has come out and said, nobody told me that the master tapes of Nevermind disappeared. Just think, let, just let that sink in. Right. The master tape of Nevermind may not exist anymore. What's your takeaway? Uh, takeaway is uh, 
don't let somebody on the roof of your building with uh, blow torches. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we learned that at Notre Dame, apparently, yes, didn't we? Yes, we did. It's the same kind of thing. Apparently, something uh, they were there until 5 in the morning, and then something sparked it, and uh, there you go. Alan, it's always a pleasure having you on the show, and I'm sure this story will have legs, so we'll oh, keep boy. an eye on a Journal of Musical Things and have you back on the show again to give us an update. Anytime. Thanks so much. See ya. Cheers.